You're listening to your Damn Time NBA podcast with David and Kane. Kane, that's a little preview for when we talk about the Blazers. The first I want. What? I didn't hear you. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> what am I talking to? Hey. Hey, what's up? Yes, yes. How what's are you up? doing? Let's start that over. <sighs> My voice is a little bit uh, sore. Is it the COVID? Tell me the truth. Diagnose me, please. Let me take a look at you. Let me take a look at you. It could be COVID. That's all I'll say. You know what COVID looks like, though? I, I don't know, but just to be sure, can you please post the uh, my jersey, send my jersey to me before <laughs> before it's too late? I want that Kyrie jersey. <laughs> it's not a Kyrie jersey. I got a Durant jersey because I was nice. What a what a sound choice I I made. Can you find out if Kyrie's actually getting paid? Yeah, he is. What do you mean? Is he he is getting paid? Yeah. I don't understand why is he getting paid. He's chosen not to be with the team. He, he's not with the team. I don't think he chose not to be with the team. I think the team chose to not let him be with the team. I think it's the other way around. Right. So that's why he's still entitled to half of the paycheck. I assume so. But okay, I'll find out the proper rules next time we talk, and I'll tell you how it is exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, why didn't Ben Simmons just go get some COVID? Well, Ben Simmons is getting paid. He's not because he's not adhering to the team's rules for seeking help and and like guidance for you know healing. Okay. Right. He's not doing what the team is asking him to do for like the supposed healing that he needs to mental healing. Well, yeah, mental and physical healing. I mean, he mentioned that his lower back was in pain, and you know that's why he couldn't participate in training camp properly, and then. At the beginning of the season, he said, I, "I can't be with the team because I have mental. I need. I have mental health issues." So, um, the team advised some of some physicians and therapists that he can go see, but he wasn't seeing those ones. And he, and then Rich Paul has gone out and said his agent has said that um, he's getting his own help from the N, uh, NBA Players Association, like approved ones from the NBA PA. And then it turned out like that didn't happen either. So now they're like, oh, okay, where is he then? Like, where is he going? Like, what kind of, um, you know, what what kind of help is he actually seeking? And then that's why he's getting fined again. And then Rich Paul, I think Rich Paul actually came out this week and said, um, this isn't about getting, this isn't about the trade anymore. The Sixers are like mentally damaged, like doing some real serious mental damage right. to Ben Simmons. Wow. Like psyche. Right. It's like a big, it's a big call because it, it basically means one, two things. Like obviously A, they're very, very, you know, just tumultuous relationship between the two, the organization and the agent as well. And it mean, might mean as well, like the agent might not ever work with like, you know, Sixers and Daryl Morey and, that, you know, that organization or Doc Rivers anymore. Well, look, this is a huge client. That's a serious thing. And yeah, exactly. Huge client and huge Huge agent too. Yeah. LeBron's agent. Look, Ben, you talk to me. Ben, after the show, uh, send me a tweet, okay? At your NBA podcast. I've got a promo code for Headspace. Get 10% off on that app. <laughs> it's good investment. It's got <laughs> cartoon characters in it. You'll like it. 10% is uh, lower than other places, but you know, we can only give what we can get. I think they usually get 15 or 20 percent. Oh, really? Well, how did you get 10 percent? We're up and coming, okay, Ben, but... <laughs> We're paying them. <laughs> 10 percent off? This is our own membership. This is our own family plan. This is our own family plan. <laughs> we'll, give you right. the, we'll give you the account logins. Contact us after the show, okay? Just for you. 
I add you to my family plan. Okay? <laughs> it's got cartoon characters. It's got nice, soothing male voice. I like it. Yeah, you can choose your own avatar. It's fun. Okay, okay. Actually, before we get into basketball, Kane, I just wanted to take a brief moment here and give our listeners an update on um, something a bit more serious. As you know, um, since the very beginning, we've always talked about how our show is about more than basketball, especially because both of us are from the Chris Bouchard's School of Journalism, which, <laughs> which is to talk about more than just the game. It's about life. It's about life. And this week, I want to talk about the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, who is known for the killing of two people and injuring a third person during the Kenosha riots last year. For background, the Kenosha riots started with the killing of Jacob Blake, who was shot in the back multiple times um, by cops while he was getting into the car, his own car. This is especially relevant for our show because Kenosha is in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, near uh, Milwaukee. And at the time, um, a lot of the Milwaukee players were having discussions, um, think, talking about whether or not to even play their playoff game. Um, what is the right course of action? So I just want to give an update on the trial. This trial is actually being broadcast live every day. Our listeners can go on YouTube and just search Kenosha trial and uh, you can see the live trials and um, recordings of, of the proceedings. And on Monday will be final deliberations, final arguments rather. Um, and then at that point, the, the jurors will go into and deliberate and come out with a verdict, hopefully uh, in a matter of hours, if not a day or two. But what I want to talk about is I want our listeners to really pay attention to this trial because I've watched a couple of hours of this trial now, and a couple of things um, really stood out to me to, and was really frustrating for me to witness. The gist of it is that the judge in the trial, Judge Schroeder, no relations to, to Dennis. No, no, relation, no relation Dennis Schroeder, right? I'm not a hater. I'm not a Schroeder <laughs> hater is all I'm saying. Judge Schroeder might make more, more money than Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> he might. By the way, Dennis Schroeder scored like 38 points today. <laughs> Yeah, I told you it was a good. I thought told you it was a good addition. He's making one twentieth the salary of uh, Jared Allen, or no, one fifth. Was yeah. it one fifth or one twentieth? I I don't know. But anyway, he's making. Uh, okay, sorry. The judge of the trial is making it very hard for the prosecution to use some of the video evidence that's available to them. Now it's all on video, right? Because during the riots, there's like cell phones everywhere, so there's lots of video um, evidence in this trial. A lot of it's video evidence. And obviously all this video evidence is coming predominantly from people's uh, mobile devices. And the judge is making it really difficult to use this video evidence because he doesn't quite understand the concept of simple things like pinch to zoom. So when people are taking photos or recording the, uh, the, the scenes, sometimes they would use pinch to zoom in on the thing that you're trying to capture, right? And during playback, you might want to pinch to zoom to get a larger photo of what you're witnessing here. The argument from the defense is that pinch to zoom is actually altering the image. And therefore, it's creating things that d didn't exist or isn't happening in real life, which is, it's ludicrous. 
So I guess he hasn't seen NCIS, right? For a trial lawyer and a judge proceeding in, in homicide, you figured he'd be well-versed in NCIS, uh, CSI, Law and Order, Jack Bauer. It, it's a common technology. We've seen it since Mission Impossible 1. And when, when did Mission Impossible 1 come out? <laughs> 30 years ago, okay? 1996? Yeah. yeah. And the argument from the defense is this, that iPad, and I'm quoting this, this is quote, iPads, which are made by Apple, have artificial intelligence in them that allows things to be viewed through three dimensions and logarithms. Okay. <laughs> this trial lawyer and the judge are like fucking backward, backwater, redneck idiots. I don't know if they're actually retarded or they're pretending to be retarded in order just to make arguments. <laughs> But basically they're saying you can't trust the video evidence because Apple uses artificial intelligence. I don't know what that means. I don't even know what that means. So that it can be viewed through three dimensions. I don't know what that means. That sounds like a buzzword. It's still a video. And Apple is using logarithms. He mentioned logarithms multiple times and during the trial people are saying like, can you clarify that? And he said, I don't know. I don't know about technology. I just know it's about logarithms. What he's actually trying to say is, the word algorithms. So I, ex when I was watching this, I expected the judge just to step in, look, and go, look, sit down, you fucking idiot. Okay, we're gonna pinch to zoom. It's a common functionality. We all know how it works. It's like using a magnifying glass. It's just making the the photo or the video larger. It's not creating things that isn't there. But instead, the judge actually agreed with the defense. And went, on, and went on this whole tirade about how he doesn't know about this technology and how he doesn't really, he isn't sure if it's actually creating things that isn't there. And I was like, what is happening? I must be in bizarro world. How can we have a fair trial when the people that are proceeding over this trial is a fucking idiot that has no grasp of, let alone modern technology, technology that's like 15 years old. Don't judges usually like just listen to all the like evidence that's presented towards them? And also don't the lawyers usually like um, argue the case to the jury? Isn't it the jury they need to convince, not the judge? Yes, but before they present evidence to jury, sometimes they have to okay the evidence or okay what is presented to the mm. jury. Right, right. The judge and both teams have to know exactly and agree on what is to be presented to the jury. And then they can go through the okay. whole arguments and ex explanation to the jurors, right? But you can't just like randomly, so, you know, bring this new piece of evidence to the jurors and show them, right? So who, what is Kyle trying, is he obviously pleading innocent or not guilty, right? What is he being like accused, what is he being accused of? Murder, right? He's being accused of multiple counts of murder. I think like five or six counts of different various and, uh, things. And, and is he denying them all? Like he didn't murder anyone? Or is he like no, arguing no, self-defense? Like well, what is what is what is the defense's defense. argument? Well, the de defense is trying to do a mistrial. The defense actually said that this should be a mistrial, mistrial by prejudice or a prejudice mistrial, which means you As throw in, out like the a mistrial means acquittal. No, mistrial means you just throw out the trial, right? It, it just means you have to start over again. And by prejudice, he means that you have to throw out this trial and you can't retrial. Uh, Kyle again and the reason for the mistrial is because of again like parts of it is around arguments over this video evidence is not reliable you know it's it's using 
logarithms and three dimensions to, to create things that isn't there or doesn't exist in real life. Now, Kyle is obviously, I mean, there's footage of him shooting people, shooting his like assault rifle at people. Um, so all that is captured. There's no denying that he killed people. And by the way, like this is not a, so why was Kyle there to begin with? He was there basically to shoot people, okay? This is, so his defense is that he was there to protect property. It was during the riots. The riots was in, was in reaction to the shooting of Jacob Blake. So people were burning things down, vandalizing pu public property. Kyle took it onto himself to be a vigilante and take his assault rifle and try to defend property and discourage people from, from vandalizing property. And in the process of that, he was shooting at people, basically. And for a bit of context, this guy's a racist. Afterwards, he was released on bail or whatever. Like he was seen with, uh, you know, at bars with people with the Proud Boys, which is a racist organization. He was um, wearing shirts during that time saying like, free as fuck. Okay, let's just put it this way. He's no innocent baby that uh, by accident while protecting himself killed a bunch of people. This guy had a fucking assault rifle, semi-automatic assault rifle and a med kit. Because he was telling people that he was he was a medic and killing people that way. So what I'm saying is everyone knows, the defense knows, the prosecution knows, everyone knows this guy's a murderer. The defense is now just playing tricks, playing tricks to try to get him off any by any means necessary, right? Trying to poke a hose in the system. And unfortunately, the judge, who's a fucking old dumbass, don't know better and is being tricked by this. And, you know, it's ultimately mm. very frustrating for me because, you know, this trial should last two minutes. <laughs> okay, we look at the video evidence from multiple people and we go, look, this guy's a fucking murderer. He killed a bunch of people and is caught on film and he shot them with a fucking assault rifle. You go to jail, you die. Simple as that. But instead, we have idiots who are arguing about, like, things that have no relevance to the trial. Three dimensions and logarithms. What, what does this fucking guy do with a recorded video on your iPhone? Yeah. Uh, I'm... We need swift justice. But instead, we're yeah. bogged down like an... by the legal system. This is exactly what Kyrie's yeah. talking about. Yeah, exactly. Kyrie's right. I think uh, I'm just kind of, like, flicking through some articles about how Judge Schroeder has a Galaxy S20 and he's like baffled by the pinch to zoom uh, as, you, as you mentioned and uh, like just around like the defense lawyers like I think anytime you watch a movie or you know like you got the bad guys and you got the defense team and they always have like some kind of like smart defense for getting their obvious murderer out and stuff like that mm. and then the good guys the prosecution is it? prosecution? they have to like think of like a legal moral way around it to like kind of prove the defense wrong when it's just so obvious that the bad guy is bad um like just no respect for defense it's a job but it's like a shit job like you, you like i think like you just make money and you'll go to hell after, after that I, i'm sorry if anyone's a defense lawyer but okay i want Giannis to be engaged with what's happening here as a leader of of that community okay and don't let this go Black Lives Matter was over a year ago. It's died down now. We're not talking about it. These things happen during Black Lives Matter, and it's not over. 
justice still needs to be needs to be had. Thank you. Thank you. Well said. And also, I don't trust uh, Dennis Schroeder either. Any Schroeders? Any Schroeders? Yeah, it's it's a pretty yeah it's it's a pretty um, unfortunate situation. Maybe we can segue to this crime in NBA standards. Uh, the Bulls and Heat, two good teams, two very good teams, two uh, two teams uh, that have had hot starts, um, have had the NBA probe their off-season activity for tampering. Do you want to explain what tampering is? Tampering is when an NBA legend goes on a talk show and gives people big winks about their plans to uh, acquire free agents. <sighs> don't, don't, don't get me started on, on Magic, please. <laughs> you know what? Just like... I, have to, I have to say, you're probably right about Magic. I, I let him trick me, Kane. Think about how much money he's cost the Lakers. <laughs> like seriously, he was fine. Like I think it was like a million dollars. But basically, tempering—it's um, when you try to recruit uh, players on other teams uh, outside of the specified time frames. For example, during free agency. Yeah. Yeah. So like the specific windows where you can actually recruit players, um, and in the off season, um, that period is called the free agency period, which. I don't know when it begins, but that's the legal period that you can contact and negotiate with players. And uh, tampering, I guess, is uh, when teams and or players, oh, is players as well? No, just just the executives, executives. Of teams, front yeah. office of teams, uh, make a legal contact outside of those windows of business, if you will. Um, so, yeah. So this is an interesting story because ultimately, who suffered here? Where's the damage? Because both the I think the both the Bose and the Heat are feeling pretty good about this move. They are. I I the thing is I don't understand what they draw the line as tampering. Because if you look at any team, how do any how do any deals get made at this at midnight at the day the beginning of free agency? It's not like it's called you know, tempering. It's, the the window open. Tempering is exactly like what's exactly. So what is the like the the line? The line is don't ask, don't tell. But no one was asking and no one was telling. The NBA is probing into these two teams. That happens in two ways. One, if they tamper and they kind of rub it in the NBA's face and talk about, yeah, we've got this guy. We've got him. We got him. Okay, lock it in. All right, yeah. Then when you're flaunting like that, they may investigate you. The second way is another team would need to then step in and say to the NBA, look, there's tampering here. You need to investigate this and therefore force the NBA's hand in that uh, manner. So Cleveland, Dan Gilbert, uh, you know, no surprises, was famous for doing this. But this is rarely used. And the reason for that is, like you said, Every team tampers. So it's very rare for a team, even though they know that there's tampering, to step in and ask for investigation because they themselves are doing it as well. From recollection, Lonzo Ball had a lot of suitors. Um, and I feel like Chicago is going to be safe. Like, I think it's fine because they always just do investigations into 
um, like any kind of signings that are like maybe on the iffy side, like it's good they do the investigations. I think ultimately Lonzo Ball signing with the Chicago Bulls will be good. But Carl Lowry has been, I guess, has been tipped to join the Miami Heat for a long time. Like way, even like into last season, there were talks about the Raptors because they weren't a playoff team anymore trading hmm. um, Carl Lowry at some point to the to the Heat because the Heat famously for so long needed a point guard like Carl Lowry to bring the toughness to bring that veteran point guard toughness to that team and Carl Lowry is like the perfect fit um, and you just knew that Jimmy maybe Jimmy Butler was talking to Spolstra and Pat Riley you know the brain trust in Miami Heat to get Kyle Lowry, uh, get Kyle Lowry now that you know he's a he's a free agent, and um, I think it was a sign. I mean, yeah, it was a sign and trade. So Goran Dragic went from the Heat to the the um, to the Raptors, and then Lowry went to Heat. So it, it just seemed like a lot of moving pieces had to be done to um, uh, to kind of get this uh, to get the steal over the line. I don't think it's the same as uh, I think it was. Last, se- last offseason, right, like Bog- Bogdan Bogdanovich, who was going to sign with the Milwaukee Bucks, and then Milwaukee Bucks starts tweeting about it and, like, talking about it and, like, mm. look, you know, we, yeah. you know, like, talking about, like, how they made the team better before the deal, all, like, went in. Yeah. And then because they, they did this all before the window started, uh, the NBA basically, uh, like, ruled that deal. Notified it. Voided that deal basically. You nullified that deal, and then he went actually, and then, and then that player went to the Hawks. And not only did they lose the player, they also lost a second round pick for tampering. So it's like the double whammy. Yeah, yeah. So in this case, it's not the same because they got the players. These two teams that are being probed got the two players. Um, I just think Alonzo Ball is probably in the safe. Uh, is like it's safe. I think. Oh my God, yo. Yeah. What if they forced Alonzo to go back to New Orleans? <laughs> <laughs> That's very apparently. Apparently, I'm just reading here. It's extremely rare that um, contracts get voided. Like that's un, that's unlikely. The most likely scenario is that they lose mi- like whatever they get fined millions of dollars for this and lose a draft pick. Most likely a second round draft pick. But Kyle Lowry is, seems a little bit more iffy because it was in the works for a while, I believe. And then they're probably talking in the window, and then. Yeah, anyway. But, like, that's the thing. I'm saying, where's the victim? Where, who, who got short end of the stick? Because Toronto was okay with this. Like, Toronto's fine with this. Toronto's not complaining. Theoretically, the, no one's complaining, and those teams aren't complaining. Theoretically, the complaints are from other teams that didn't get a fair shake. Yeah. Because the whole point of free agency is that it's meant to be a fair and equal market. It's obviously not. Like, that's a fairy tale. But that's what the league is trying to promote that every market, every team has a fair opportunity to to grab these players. So who's you know, making this within, complaint? Within the salary cap. David Griffin? Well, no, no one. The NBA. NBA. They, silver. Silver doesn't want teams to act. It's not Silver that's that's filing. I mean, he, he's... Obviously, he's part of the NBA. He's, they're investigating. But I'm saying, in this case, none of the two teams were flaunting it in your... Uh, Bucks example, right? So a team probably stepped in and made and filed a complaint with the league to investigate. So who is that team? Because it must have been a team that had a shot yeah, at I'm Lowry. Sure. Now I know that New Orleans Maybe. that's possible wanted to get Lowry. Huh. New Orleans, huh? 
<laughs> and, and they lost Lonzo, right? Because uh, otherwise, it's like the Knicks aren't complaining. The, they weren't after uh, Lowry. Like, the, the, they're not part of this, right? I don't think that's always the case, though. I think that's a little unfair right. to say that, that someone had to complain right. for this investigation to commence, right? Like, you're kind of make, you're kind of inferencing that just because there's an investigation into, into this, someone had to complain. Like, I, I don't think that's... I don't think that's fair. It would be fair to me. I was actually trying to imply that Dave Griffin is a snake. <laughs> Dave Griffin should be fine. I mean, the, the other thing about Dave Griffin is that the team is is 1-12 in 12 now. And it's God. like, at what point does David Griffin get fired? You know, how many more games is he? can he rule over this team that's, you know, 15 games in has only won one game? And I don't think the schedule gets any easier too. Like... You know, given that they are the worst team, every team they play is better than them, you know, by record, by talent level, especially because Zion is still out. When, like, when is the next victory, honestly? Are, like, are they going to get to, like, are they going to be 2-20? Like, 3-20? and 20? Like, you know, like... They're going to be definitely less than 5-20. and 20. It's going to be a disaster. They might not win. They might win one or two games over the next, like, two months. So the seven games to like you know at this time we're recording the mm. seven games more to go before they reach, um, wait where are we at? Yeah, to they reach game twenty. It's about seven or eight games. So even if they win two out of six or three out of seven, that only means like four and twenty. <laughs> like, it's well, they're not gonna get four to twenty. They're gonna get most like two or three out of twenty. Exactly. So, like, at best, it'll be four and twenty. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna win like fifteen games this season. Yeah, I, I think you nailed that prediction. Like, uh, you really nailed it. No, I just think like it just it it just means Zion is gonna leave. You know, this two three years ago when Dave Griffin took over this team, he was flaunting it. Okay, he was wagging that little fat cock of his around, going on podcast. Yeah, and you and you loved and you loved it. I didn't. What do you mean? I loved it. I didn't. That's when I got turned off to Dave Griffin. I was like, the, "What are you doing? You disrespect okay, you loved LeBron." It originally. You you're you're a big you're a big fan of Griffin. You're a big fan of Griffin. Yeah, that's true. Until you disrespected LeBron. When you come after LeBron, you come after me. That's my family. That's my fam. Anyway, you know this guy was riding high after they won the number one pick, and. You know, during that draft, he was saying he willed it. He willed it into existence. He said he believed that's what he believed. He believed that he willed the number one pick in, into happening. And they got Zion. And at the time, we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, this, this, this team is set up for success, right? Yeah. They have like... Yeah, yeah. Generational talent. Well, generation t- talent in Zion. But not only that, they, had, they got every Lakers, young Lakers player, plus all the Lakers picks. They got Ingram. They got Josh. That Josh Hart. They got Lonzo Ball, second pick. Ingram, second pick. They got Julius, Julius Rando, who's fucking all NBA now. And they had Drew Holiday at the time on the roster. Plus they had Zion. Like that's legit. Plus all the draft picks, right? We're like, holy shit! The first season of Zion, like the NBA, were obviously like rescheduling all their their televised games to feature like the Pelicans. Um, it was so like Pelicans heavy, and all we've seen since then is just disaster after disaster. That's why management is so important because you look at that deal and and you are on the side that way like whoa like the Lakers gave up so much but 
hey, they got an AD. Mm. And then what happens? They win the championship because mm. they made the smart moves to build a team. They still need to build a team around um, AD and around LeBron because the job wasn't done yet. But they got the two big pieces that they needed to get them you know, over the top. And you look at the other side, yeah, like the Pelicans would be seeing pretty if they kept all the draft picks and, and, and drafting Zion as well. Uh, sorry, all the Lakers mm-hmm. um, like top draft picks and they got Zion as well. So you seem like they, they had a, a solid foundation and so they're set up for the future. But because of poor management, they just whittled it away. They just gave things away for no apparent reason. And, uh, you know, this is where they're left at. They're 1 in, one in 15 now, or they're 1 in 13, but I, I'm going to assume they're going to be like a 1 in 15 mm. by the time like this episode comes out. And... It, you can only blame the management. You can only blame David Griffin for, you know, uh, drugging uh, Gail Benson, basically, the owner of the Pelicans. So you agree with me now? Biking the Smoothie King. I, I agree. Uh, like, just... <laughs> oh, my God. That's exactly how you... Just, that's um, how he did it. That's exactly how he did it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's that smoothie. He tried my uh, special recipe. In your favorite Smoothie King container. It's like, oh, what is this? What's the new ingredient? It feels, it tastes bitter today. <laughs> this bitterness. It's like that um, when Snow White takes a bite of the apple. The apple is like, like has like a skull face on it. Like, oh yeah, don't, obviously don't eat the apple, Snow White. Yeah. Like, it's bad. I mean, th- at, this some, at some point, this is like not even becoming, it's not even really funny anymore, right? Um, now, I love to... I, I love to pile on while this was kind of going downhill, and they, you know, they have they've had three coaches in those three years. I feel bad. Like at this point, it's not really funny anymore because, like, you're kind of also wasting talent. You're wasting Zion's talent. I don't like that. You're also wasting people's careers. Like, it's not just Zion. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. you're right. You're wasting yeah. talent. You're wasting like some players like that. I have to waste any of the prime years here in New Orleans, like, mm. you know, like, I know you don't rate this player. I don't really rate him. I like Devontae Graham. Like, he's a fairly good player and could be a solid addition for for contending team, but he's wasting his years scoring 30 points a game for the Pelicans. <laughs> but I'm, like, thinking about the coaching stuff too. Like, Willie Green, like, will Willie Green, after he gets fired, obviously, after, like, a 3-78 and 78, uh, win season, like, is anyone ever going to give him a job offer again? You know, any of the assistant coaches, it's it's just like... You think Sian Van Gunny's going to get another chance? Well, well, he's had enough chances. That's, okay. that's different. <laughs> it's different because Willie Green, yeah. this was his first job. Right. And he was obviously like a sacrificial lamb. Mm. Um, so I think David Griffin really has a lot... Just like Sam Van... Just, cause, just like the way I didn't like Sam Van Gunny um, being hired just because of his past resume. I think David Griffin being hired and continued getting chances is just poison to this team and this like foundation like to the organization and i just think you just got to cut like just yes the season's a wash but it's not going to get better with david griffin there like you might as well just cut your losses call this a bad season and start fresh and just get david griffin out there because he's not uh, you know he's just clogging up all the the muck and tar you know, building up in that smoothie. It's just like all foaming at the top. And you just, you just got to like punch a, like a <laughs> spike into the side of the container to let all the gunk out, you know, so you can start fresh and pour a nice strawberry smoothie in there. Zion you know, is a strawberry uh, smoothie, by the way. 
when he fired Stan, you, you know that he went on, he had a press conference where he like cried, right? He was like, that's a good man. That's a good man. I, I believe it. You know, he, like they're buddies, but that's just, you know, that's what happens when you, I don't know how I mean, you know, like, like you can say like, of course, you, if it's not working out, you cut the loss. But I'm saying like, what the, where's the due diligence? Like you can't, the fact that you have three in three years, like Jesus Christ, how many stabs, like you said, like how many chances do you get? Right? At some point you go like, I fucked up. And guess what? The result for fucking up is that you get fired. <sighs> All right. I, this wasn't even meant yeah, to be. I know. I'm sorry. About. We Gr always talk about the Pelicans. It's... Griff did compare Jackson Hayes to Amari Stoudemire, by the way. I honestly think by next week we'll probably be talking about the Pelicans again because David Griffin will be fine. Okay, <laughs> right, right. Look, my perspective is the the league doesn't need to find the Bulls or the Heat. It all works out for both of these teams. These are actually two of the great stories this season. So what you know, why mess up with that? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Ultimately, yes. <sighs> okay, okay. Let me insert something positive here: the Golden State Warriors who are off to a 10 to 1 start. Are they 10 to 1 or 11 to 1? Anyway. So, I thought you were gonna say, let me insert something positive. Vucevic. <laughs> uh, is positive <laughs> with COVID. The Warriors are off to one of the best starts uh, in the league right now. Uh, my question for you is, uh, do you see this continuing? Because this really surprised me. I did not think that they're going to be this good. I did have a look at the schedule and it hasn't been the hardest get schedule. They haven't really beaten too many hard teams. Um, they beat the Lakers and the Clippers, but I mean, the Lakers and the Clippers are losing against like, you know, the, the OKCs of, of the world, you know. Um, then, and they don't even have the best players. Like LeBron has missed like half the games. Kawhi hasn't played any games at all. Um, but having said that, I still think the Warriors are legit. Um, top two at least in the NBA, I would say, right now. Mm. Top two because I still think, we'll see, because by the time we, 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 won't be able, we won't have a chance to talk about this until next week, but the Warriors and the Nets verse each other in, in, like next week, like mid, mid next week, the Warriors and the Nets will oh, verse each other. And I reckon those two are the, they are the two best teams. Please, the Nets barely beat the Pelicans. Well, yeah, true. But what I'm saying is the Warriors don't have Clay still, and Clay is definitely the second best player. Uh, the Nets don't have Kyrie, and Kyrie could be back by the playoffs. We, 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 we never know. Shut up. <laughs> so I just think... Steve this... Nash, does he know? He's at short. <laughs> so I just think, where's Kyrie? Where's Kyrie? I don't know, sure. So I just think uh, I think it'll be a good matchup to see like where these two teams like you know Warriors have only lost one game and the like right now as we're recording they're killing the Bulls the Bulls have the best record in the East and they're up by like over twenty in the fourth quarter. The Warriors are off to such a hot start, and if you add a Clay to the mix, I mean the Warriors you know this is not the Suns right they know how to, they, these are this is a dynasty. Mm. Who cares if they're the fourth seed or the first seed or second seed? They're not they're not going to be scared. Mm. They expect to be mm. there. They expect yeah, to be Steph's winning. Good. The thing is, like, I think there was a point in Steph's career where he needed to prove, like, you talk about that 73 um, mm -hmm. win season. He was, like, trying out. He was going out there to prove every game he's the best player. He doesn't need to prove he's the best player anymore because we all know he's not, he's not, like, he's not ever going to be the greatest of all time. Like, he's not ever going to get to that level, probably. LeBron. But he cemented himself as, like, 
one of the best to ever play as a you know as a point guard. Uh, you know, obviously the best player in the franchise history for sure. Um, you know, obviously easily top seventy five player of all time. Like he's cemented himself. He's cemented his legacy. He doesn't need to do too much more. And he's going out there and he's scoring for like he's having fun. He's, he's casual. He's scoring forty points per game. Oh, sorry, like thirty points per game. But like today against the Bulls, he scored forty. He needed a big time and like you know prime time game. Uh, the role players too, like just Jordan Paul is playing really well. It's like Jordan Paul sometimes like just shoots for thirty points. Gary Payton, Gary Payton's son, is is an amazing role player. Kevin Looney, uh, Andrew Wiggins, like these are all kind of role players that you need to see step up. And Andrew Wiggins scored like forty points, like I think the other game. Oh, like thirty points in the other game. I forgot which against who. Um, but he's he's really blowing out. And this is a team that doesn't have the top draft pick from last year, James Wiseman. He's still out. And like we said, Clay Thompson is still out. And you know, they only they, their return to the starting lineup will only make this team deeper and mm. better. Like Iguodala is playing not as many minutes as he used to, but you, you can't tell me in playoff time Iguodala is such a valuable defender um, coming off the bench or even starting. You know, with Draymond like that. It's just this this team actually championship DNA. Exactly, this team has a lot of depth that I did not realize. Like, who knew that Gary Payton and Kevin Looney and Jordan Poole would be big time, you know, players on this team. Mm. Golden State right now, they're they look they're the best. They're the best. Of I also the like the clip. The Clippers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Get out of here, definitely. the Clippers. Well, they don't have Kawhi. They don't have Kawhi. Like he barely plays when he he isn't injured. How quickly you forget. This guy single-handedly That's won true. a championship for a team that has like never won a championship, and you're now like just casting him aside. No, no, no. Let, let me take that back. Kawhi, special place in my heart, of course. Kawhi, uh, MVP, all the accolades. Special player. Uh, maybe jersey retirement in Toronto. Oh, for sure, jersey retirement. But, like, even if Kawhi comes back right before the playoffs, this is a, a player that paces himself. And what I'm saying is, Clay Thompson, he just feels, I see a player that's so hungry to get back on the court. Yeah, and I don't think that's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. the same with Kawhi. Like Kawhi barely yeah. has that like when he's not injured, and coming back yeah. from a large injury, I don't think I don't think he's he's going to overexert himself. I think he's into protecting and prolonging his career. He's got he's he's got some he's got many years left still, even with injuries. He's still weighing his he's still like good in his prime, hmm. like he's still well into his prime. Is what I'm going to say. Has this happened to you? Scared of going out from fear of being gravely bodied by James Harden, aka the beard? Scared by having a scraggly beard violating crawling on you like a million ants? Get your heart insurance now and you can claim a range of health services including hospital cover if you experience your heart and harm. Get it today and you can access all the mental health support that Ben Simmons has refused. <laughs> Use the promo code harden for life to redeem yours today. I feel like we're very popular with uh, insurance products. We're about helping people, David. We're not about selling out to sell out like candy bars or nut bars or you know sugar laced products. We're about helping helping pe- people's body and safety. We care about people. I have to agree with that. I definitely have to agree with that. As a modern parent, life is so busy, and boy, at mealtimes things get really crazy. That's why I give my little Billy a bowl of honey sugar caramel chocolate pops to start every morning. 
It gives him all the energy he needs for the rest of the day so that I don't have to worry about feeding him until tomorrow. Try their condensed sugar milk flavor for that extra boost. Available in the cereal aisle of your favorite supermarket. And tweet at your MBA podcast for a $5 voucher. The surprising thing with East, like, I mean, they're all very close, so it can change like day to day. But right now, the top team in the East is the Washington Wizards. The Washington Wizards is first place. And right now, the fourth seed is the Cavaliers. Um, I, just, I just can't imagine the Cavs team and the Wizards team, you know, being that new. Like, mm. it's kind of a new nucleus that they're playing together, uh, having a success all season long. Like, I don't know. That those teams are on the outside for me. So I named eight teams before, and I think you know it's probably going to be the Wizards or the Raps or the or the Cavs playing for that play-in spot. Um, sorry, Pacers, but you know like they're good, but they're probably just too injury prone. Uh, or like you know to to have a consistent run. Um, but the Raptors are good. I mean, Raptors are pretty good. They're winning good games. They're above five hundred, and the wizards you know you never know like they the number 1 right now so that's that's pretty good but probably won't say that right the wizards i don't believe in kuzma kuzma big shots oh, though god he's averaging big props to kuzma he's right he's averaging like 11 12 rebounds a game like what's like what was he doing on the lakers <laughs> but what's surprising on this list right now in the east is the Atlanta hawks they're 4 and 9 yeah and they've lost 6 in a row yeah. what happened there I think they've had a tough schedule. Is it just a schedule? Like the, all their players are still. There. The schedule has been tough. Look at the look at the last few games. They they just lost against the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Warriors, the Suns, the Jazz again, right. the Nets. Um, they beat the Wizards. They lost against the Sixers just before that. Mm. Like that that's a tough tough schedule. I I mean you wish that they won a few more games because none of the games have been really close. They've pretty much lost every game by double digits. But I mean, they still got the box. They're investing the box next. Um, but it doesn't let up, right? right? Like right. they've they've just had a tough, tough, top schedule, right? Jazz, Nuggets, Warriors, all those te- Nets, all those teams that we're saying like uh, you know uh, f- firmly competing for the top four seeds. Like they've just had a verse. So I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna chalk it up to the schedule. Right. Um, I, I still think a healthy Hawks team is better than a healthy Knicks or Celtics team or Hornets team. I think what we're observing is that the Wizards are definitely real. Like, we can't really make a hard... They're winning good teams. Like, we can't really... It's hard to make a call, like, what the ranking is at are at the end of the season. But I think what we can say is that the Wizards, it's not a fluke. And the reason is because they've they've now got a roster full of good players. Now, they're not, like, all NBA players. But when you have a roster of good players and you start winning a bit, you're feeling good about yourself. Um and this is exact. This is a team that's, I think, built for the regular season. Yeah, totally. I think um, Kuzma is playing really well. Dinwiddie has, has stepped into this team really well. Beal's come back a bit slow for a superstar-ish player. Mm. Um, but, you know, given um, his place on the team and this, like the franchise, how much they care about him, like, Beal will probably get back. He, I mean, if the Wizards keep this up, Beal will be the be an all-star. Even though he probably doesn't deserve it, like, it's probably at this point Kuzma should get right. it. But just because Beal is like the name play on this team, if this team keeps up like in you know, top four seed, Beal's probably going to be an all-star. You know, that, like, that's, that's, that's the reality of this team. I mean, and the, like, just like, quickly, the Hornets, 
Hornets are an interesting team. Like they, I think they just beat the Knicks mm. um, recently, and the Knicks are a playoff team. But I, I just like how every game, like you know, recent like it's either Bridges usually is a consistent player. Like Bridges is the best player right now. But Hayward sometimes steps up. Then you got Lamelo Ball stepping up. Terry Rozier isn't a bad player. In you know. Ubre, I think like the previous game scored like over 30 points as as well. Like yeah. um, he scored 37 points against the Grizzlies. Um, so I mean you got different players like stepping up at different and that's what you need from a team, like having that balance, um, not just having one player. Um, I think yeah, I think just helps make this team feel more legitimate as the season goes along. Okay. Uh, looking at the time, we've gone way over, so we need to wrap this up. Um now, I started a show, our title for this week's show is Damn Time. I was trying to make a play on word of Dame Time, and we have not talked about the Blazers at all. <laughs> we'll just have to talk about it next time. A little insider baseball for our listeners. Obviously, we spend no effort thinking about the weekly titles. It just like, we just pick random things three seconds before the show. I, I guess it was just like so much... Um, negative news about the trial that it just this disaster in Portland as you as you titled it is a little little too depressing but let me ask you this well I mean there's gonna be plenty of uh, time to talk about the Blazers in future because I think this this organization yeah, that, that story's not gonna, it's go, not gonna away. go away um, there's a lot of organizational changes there but I just want to ask you this Dame hasn't been playing really well this season at all and it's kind of carried over for, um, from the summer when he had a pretty poor showing at the Olympics as well. What do you what do you make of this? On one hand, he has recommitted to the Blazers, so it's not that he's gonna leave. I don't really know what to make of it. I guess briefly, I'm willing to chalk it up as just early season struggles. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's extended from the summer when like in Tokyo. Uh, but I mean, he's complained about unacceptable officiating. Right. Um, he doesn't like the rule change. Uh, at the same time, this is a top 75 player, if not, if you don't agree with that, and I know we don't fully agree with it, but he's definitely like a top 80 player of all time, you know, like he's that sort of level of player, like that level of talent. So I believe he'll get it right, he'll get it straightened up, straightened out. Um, my only sort of qualm was him thinking that he'll find, you know, sometimes like a change of scenery is good. Mm. Like I know that wasn't the case in Tokyo, but I just think him having a fresh scene with a new team is probably because it seems a bit stale now like what are the blazers even at the best of you know a second round exit like what is this team ceiling if they play against the warriors they're gonna get swept again yeah exactly but if you inject damon lillard on another if you put him on i'm just i'm just putting out there like the nuggets or even the jazz lakers or the lakers i mean now that seal like that team ceiling is, it just goes through, through the roof. Mm. Or the Warriors, for example. Imagine Dame with Clay and Steph. I mean, it's not bad. Like, you give, what do you have to give? Wiggins, Wiseman. Give everything. Peyton, Poole. I don't even think they have to give that um, much. Kaminga. Kaminga. You know, like, I'm just saying, they do have a lot of resources to give. I'm just, just my point. I like that a lot. And they wouldn't. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like it because, uh, you know, that's better than my next right, team. Right, right. That's game over. Because they wouldn't, the reason I say they don't have that's to give that over. too much is because Dame, obviously that's hometown. That's homecoming for Dame, right? So he would make it so that... Yeah, exactly. He's from Oakland. You would make it so that they don't, like, take everything and, like, gut the roster, right, for him. But, I mean, like, you can give, 
young players like Wiseman and Kaminga, top 10 draft picks, um, and maybe Wiggins just to swing the deal. And that should be enough. I mean, they got Otto Porter as well. Otto Porter isn't a bad, like this is a former top, top three overall pick um, on this Warriors team and he doesn't get used much, but he's, he's, a, he's a legit player as well. Like, you know, if you put him in that, you know, Wiggins slash, um, who's the player they used to have? Uh, who, who's the seventh overall pick they used to have back in the day? Um, back in the 2016 team, I forgot his name. Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes role. Yeah, like you put him in that role, like Otto Porter can do that role for sure. Um, so, yeah, I, give up give up Wiggins, give up Kaminga, give up um, Wiseman. I like that. Get Dame. I don't I like, like it. it, sorry. Actually, forget, sorry. Let's, let's scratch this <laughs> part out. Don't, I don't want to give him, I don't want to give him any ideas. Oh, you know, you know Wait, me, I'm man. Gonna... I'm all about narratives. That'd be one sweet narrative, man. Homecoming. I'm coming home. Yeah. I'm coming home. Yeah. That would be true. That would be. Okay. James can use the same article as LeBron. Replaces like face LeBron's face with his face, and keep the keep the uh, the Wiggins thing there. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggins, you're oh, gone man. again. <laughs> I'm coming home. Oh my. All right, until next time, listeners, please uh, stay safe. Get your vaccinations. Black Lives Matter. Goodbye. See ya. for listening to Your MBA Podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at Your MBA Podcast.